friend, do you know this song? It's a classic. I mean, I'm talking one of the church's all-time greatest hits. Yep. That's Thy Word. Thy Word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path, or light and lamp, whatever. This is Michael Thompson. Glad to be with you. And uh, reminding you once again that Jesus has given you so much and he is calling you to live a life worthy of the calling. You were bought with a price. You're not second class. You were saved just like anyone else. Those of you that have called on the Lord, he has something for you now, not yesterday. Yesterday's gone. A new day has come. Do something new. And so even as we start, I am praying as I'm talking, Lord, would you encourage young and old veterans in the faith and those that are young and just starting to get to know who you are, that you would help us all to humble ourselves even now and ask that you would do something beautiful with the time that we have left. Use this podcast toward that end, we pray. In Jesus' name, yes, to live a great life. As I said last week, we must get back to the fundamentals. The fundamentals are loving God. That's why Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord, and the second is to love people. And so the fundamentals of loving the Lord, hearing from God, talking to God, living for God. Those are the three main fundamentals I shared last week, and today I want to talk about hearing from God. My main controlling idea is that if you want to be blessed in your life, you must be able to definitively hear from and take in consistently God's truths in his word. Put another way, as James says, whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Years ago, I walked in to the Naperville Public Library. It's voted number one in the country, two stories of books and all sorts of wonderful things. And there's books everywhere. And I like to go there and and look around. And, and I was going around and I found a section that had Bibles. And I thought it was so strange that they were there. It, like, it totally caught me. Like They just look like every other book. I felt like they needed to have like a big light shining on and, 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 you know, music playing and everything. I mean, I was thinking, wow, this is the world's bestseller. It's written by a host of authors over 1,600 years. It's inspired and written by God himself, and it's never been proven wrong. Archaeologists use it to find things, and historians use it, and it's the most banned book in history, the most controversial book in history, and people are still dying to get it out. Uh, This book, by the way, some fun facts, the Bible is the best-selling book in history, 5 billion, over 5 billion copies, 100 million copies every year of the Bible are sold, and it's been translated into just under 700 languages. Did you know that the greatest producer of Bibles in the world, which nation? China. The Bible was the first book to be printed with a press, the Gutenberg Press. 
It's also, ironically, the most stolen book. You wonder if people steal it out of hotel rooms and places of worship, and they maybe find the spot that says, Thou shall not steal in the Ten Commandments. Speaking of the Ten Commandments, there there was a Bible in 1631. They only printed nine, but a publishing company published a Bible with a typo, and the typo said, Thou shalt commit adultery. But I wonder who has those <laughs> and how much those are worth. But I actually love to, speaking of uh, worth, I love to buy Bibles. I have for many years loved to go into Christian bookstores and buy copies of God's Word. And I love to make a scene. I, I really do have this routine. I'll go, I'll get my Bible. I love to get good ones, 60, 70, maybe 90, even $100 Bible, leather, like really good. I love to give them as gifts to people. I go to the checkout counter and I'll say, now again, how much is this Bible? And they might say, $70. And I'll say, $70? Are you serious? And I'd start making a scene. You're telling me, just to be clear, this this book, just this book, is $70, and they get ner- the tension rises, and, and, then, and then I say, Are you, that is the greatest deal ever. That is so cheap. I don't understand. This is worth more than all the gold in the world, and you're, this is God's, you're, you're selling it for $70? And, you know, they laugh, and the rest of the people in the store who are nervous are relieved that I'm not a weirdo. And everything is fine and people are happy and encouraged because they realize that, yes, the greatest book in the world, it's among us. It's God's word and it's among us. But we must master it. Today, I want to give you three very, very simple reminders of how to master and saturate your life with God's word. So number one, keep it close to the chest. Number two, learn from the best. And number three, supplement with the rest. I could teach you, like, we could make it into a little song to help you remember, like, something like, um, close to the chest, learn from the best, supplement with the rest. Close to the chest and learn from the best, supplement with the rest. It reminds me of this, 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. <laughs> it's okay to have fun, close to the chest, learn from the best, supplement with the rest. So what do I mean by keep it close to the chest? You must read it. You must read it if it's hard. You must read it if it's easy. Um, Read the Psalms. Read the Proverbs. Read the Gospels. Read the stories. Just read it. Take it in. Don't rely on anyone else, but you have to take it in. You must eat. All of us. It doesn't matter how young you are in the faith. It doesn't matter how old you are. I had a friend one time. He wasn't doing well. He says, I already know what's in it. I said, well, that's fine. I already know what steak tastes like too, but I still need to eat. Number two, we have to learn from the best. God must be our teacher. The primary teacher is the Lord himself. Bible teachers are supplemental, but the primary teacher is the Holy Spirit, God himself. I love Psalm 119. It says, oh, I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies. They are my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I'm always thinking about your laws. I'm even wiser than my elders. Elders, for I have kept your commands. So let the Lord be our primary teacher, as it says also in 119. Open my eyes that I might see wonderful things in your word. 
So that's our second one, learn from the best. And then supplement with the rest is, yes, God has gifted teachers. We know that in the New Testament, it tells us it's a spiritual gift. From the very beginning, from the Old Testament through, God has provided his people with people to explain what God has said and provide practical insights and to teach and to preach. Think about the Ethiopian eunuch. He was reading and they said, do you understand? He said, well, I'm having a little trouble. He said, well, hey, let let us explain to you about Isaiah 53 and about Jesus. And God used them. And and so we see um, in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah and other times, the teachers were huge. And, And even in the New Testament, like I said. So you won't grow big time if you don't allow God to be your best teacher, but you definitely should supplement. And and oh, how we need and root for and encourage you to sit under great godly teaching of your in your local church and your pastors, of course. So those are it, guys. Keep it close to your chest. Learn from the best. Supplement with the rest. Well, this is the most important moment of this podcast because I just praying that God would speak to you now, right now, and help you consider your life and his word. If you agree that the most important thing is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and if you agree that you must, as a fundamental component of loving God, respect and study and know what he has said, and what he's given you in his priceless word. If that's the case, then just take a moment right now and consider how might I better saturate my life and my mind and perhaps the life and minds of those around me with God's word. Just take a moment and consider what might I do differently Or what am I currently doing that's good or what could be changed? But D.L. Moody, he said that we should not fear failure. We should fear succeeding at the wrong things. And while we have many anxieties, we often don't have a healthy fear of what it would be like to miss out on a Bible-saturated life. So may God help us. Maybe he'll encourage you to memorize, to read, take in different sections. If you want help figuring out what might be a good diet plan, I would personally be happy to hear from you and maybe even talk with you because it's so critical that we be filled with God's word. Well, that's all for now. And as always, I'd like to just close by giving you some space to listen, think, and pray. God bless you all and may you prevail as a hero in training, someone that is truly saturated with the powerful supernatural word of God. We'll see you.
blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. Your statutes are the delight of my life. They are my counselors. Renew my life according to your word. Strengthen me according to your word. I run in the paths of your command. You yourself have set my heart free. Turn my eyes away from worthless things and renew my life according to your word. And your decrees are the theme of my song. Renew my life according to your word. Make your face shine upon your servant. Teach me. All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. Renew my life according to your word.